Hey guys, Tim Shorts, Gothridge Manor here, doing a Saturday afternoon podcast in my car, sitting in an empty parking lot. Uh, it's already been a weird day where I woke up with a headache and spilled iced tea on myself, but I'm still in a good mood, and I'm about to tell you why. But first, I got some voicemails, and uh, the first voicemail is from my newest patron, Joe D., Joe the Lawyer, Joe the Man. He's going to be one of the players in my new campaign, but that's a hint of what's to come. Hey, Tim Dora Lawyer, man. What's up? Hey, I like the podcast about how you designed the sewer and all that. And you did the random table generators and all the uh, all that stuff. Um, you mentioned Joe Block's thing. What is that? I, I'm going to... You want to when I get to work, look it up and see if I can on the internet or something. But what what, what are you talking about? Did he have a, a dungeon generator thing, sort of like Matt Finch's book, or, uh, or something else? Um, anyway, I'm driving to work and it's snowing and it's I'm late and it sucks, but I get to listen to podcasts, so it's cool. <laughs> Talk to you later, man. Yeah, that was Joe. Uh, he, like I said, he's my newest patron and my Patreon of Micro Adventures. Thank you so much for that, Joe. Uh, he also has his podcast, Not So Wondrous Imaginings, which is a very good podcast. You get to hear him and his brother talk shit about one another. And he's starting to do interviews now. And And uh, I had the pleasure of doing the first one with him. And then he followed up with Spike Pit. So he's got quite the, you know, quite the arsenal right now with uh, interviews. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the book by Joseph Block I can't remember what it's called uh, but it's it's the latest one where he put out about random tables uh, and it was a deal of the day and that's when I grabbed the PDF and uh, anybody who out who's out there listening and you like your random tables grab it it's very thorough he's got a ton of them in there from you know creating mm, uh, like encounter tables for terrain type, for level type, and then in near the back there's stuff for generating like dungeons and and whatnot. So if you're interested, go on RPG now and check it out. Joseph Block, he's got a lot of good stuff on there. Um, I can't recommend his stuff enough. It's 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 all very good, solid stuff. Uh, all right, uh, the next, I have another call in from uh, Che. Hey Tim, it's Che. Just wanted to say thanks for the Maseum Sewer um, uh, dungeon. That was great. I When I got it from Patreon and the Patreon sent me the email, I was just really chuffed and I immediately thought I am sticking this underneath Zorastor in my campaign. Uh, Zorastor being my big city where the, the heroes, well, no, the the scum adventurers come from um so thanks for that man it's great actually like the first thing i've ever received from you and uh, i just immediately looked at the map and just went that's going in my campaign so i'm going to slip it in there um hope none of the players are listening to this anyway and also appreciated your episode just talking us through it uh, it was interesting to listen to your thought process so thank you for that dude all the best jay thanks for calling in and that's so cool i love it when i hear people using my micro adventures for stuff and I'll send out a cleaned up version with art here pretty soon again. I uh, went through it again last night and saw that it's weird. Sometimes I save different versions. Don't ask me why I do that. I don't know why. <laughs> and it looks like I accidentally posted a version that was uh, 
not the correct version, and but I thought I double checked that and it was okay. But duh. Anyways, yeah, that's fantastic, Jay. Thanks for you know that's the scum adventurers. Yeah, I love that. Uh, being able to that's what I try, I try to make these adventures so folks can do this, so they can just like grab it, and it's like vanilla enough that they can throw in to their campaign and have it there. And when I mean vanilla enough, that doesn't mean stuff is boring. You know, it's not bland. Like vanilla, they just think... What it is, it just means like it has like soft edges a lot of times where you can kind of mold it into whatever your campaign is going to be or where you need it. Because I can use that uh, adventure pretty much anywhere in my campaign. I wouldn't have a problem... If I needed it over here, I could plug it in there. If I needed it over there. And that's what I like having. I have all these little adventures and puzzle pieces that I can put together. But I can put them together any way I want. There's no limit on where or when I can put them in there. So Then I have a final voicemail from someone very special. Hey, babe. I'm glad you got to do an uninterrupted podcast for a change and it's the weekend so hurry up with your job and get home that was my lovely wife the happy whisk beckoning me to come home from my friday work i don't know if i got home any earlier than i normally do but i think i got home on time it's been a strange week at work but uh i'm glad the weekend's here glad i'm it's Saturday at 12.33, sitting in an empty parking lot talking to you guys, but I don't mind that. So, now on to the good news. So, what the good news is today, guys, is last night I uh, met up with Matt Jackson and Joe the Lawyer doing a hangouts. And we started, or well, we, we made their characters for the upcoming campaign that will be starting after GaryCon. I think we're, we're going to do Monday nights. Uh, let's see. I think it's going to be on the 18th. I can't remember the exact Monday, but we'll start that date. Kind of do a Roll20 and a Hangouts thing. Uh, so it should be interesting. So we got uh, Matt. He made a halfling, which I knew he was going to, which is cool. And what I did for their characters this time is I, I wanted them to make what they wanted uh, so they could uh, roll 3d6 six times and then just arrange as they wanted. Because I want them to play the characters that they want to play. And my campaign's fairly deadly, so... It, it, you know, I don't expect all of them to live all the way through. So we, so Matt actually is playing a halfling, but he is also playing a uh, what we call an attendant of the Great Imbiber, which is a, a god. So he's basically what I'm going to make is a halfling cleric kind of class that he will be, and it should be a a fun one to make. And the Great Imbiber is is a fun. Is actually a really fun uh, deity that I created when I was playing through one of Christian Walker's games and it's just basically about this God who shares drink and he wants tales you know collected and and you know stories to be heard and 
and just kind of a really what I call what I call my it's basically I call him like the the uh, God of the Big Lebowski, you know. So the dude abides, man. That, so that's what I try to give him as an example of how this God is sort of, you know, <laughs> pretty chill. And uh, I, I think it's a fun one to role play. So we'll see uh, how Matt runs his little halfling with it. And Joe, the lawyer, ended up making a mage with uh, who's a. I have different parts. You have gilded mages, and then you also have. Um, solo mages and so there's a difference in there and kind of like the biggest difference is is gilded mages have access to a lot more spells so when they level up they can they can actually go find you know maybe get, go to the guild house and do some research on some spells where a soloist mage doesn't have that opportunity they're gonna have to find spells as treasure for the most part or just you know maybe kill one of the gilded mages and still their spell book various ways to do it and then the other thing though is i also give the the um soloist mages just a little bit of uh help because i figure they're like you know the street kids they learn how to survive whatever they you know to do and i give them a choice sometimes of what they want to do one of them is is they can have a magic missile spell now it's a it's a version of a magic missile spell and where they get to cast it once per day per level. But the spell doesn't get more powerful. Uh, so like, and it doesn't count against their spell slot. So if they say this, and we'll just call it the, for better lack of word for right now, it's still magic missile. But their special magic missile is always going to do 1d6 plus 1 damage, even if they're 10th level. And it's always going to just be one missile. It's just a, just like an extra little, you know, fuck you kind of thing um and then uh eventually they can kind of create a, a special effect for it if they want and that uh the other thing is is joe brought up this one one uh effect and i thought it was a really cool thing to add where if you have a spell kind of memorized like say you have some fire spell memorized you can do these like I, I, for the best uh, for lack of a better word like a little cantrip things where you know you can light your pipe or maybe light a candle and it doesn't cost your spell but because you have like maybe fireball or burning hands uh, memorized you can kind of do these small little things with it and I, and I now unfortunately I've forgotten where he got that from and when I read it I absolutely loved it so we're putting that in the game Joe is a min-maxer. He wants, he wants his stuff, man. I'll tell you what. And then he came up, he pointed out something to me. I've been playing this game for 40 fucking years, guys, and I never saw this before. The magic missile spell. Who fucking knew? It, the duration is one turn. I was like, I've never seen that before. I just always thought of it as a, you know, in an instant, you know, you cast a boom, it goes at your finger or whatever. And, um, but no, it's one turn. Apparently you can cast it ahead of time. And then that way, if you encounter something, boom, you already got it going and zip, it, it goes. I mean, it's, it's so fucking cool. I, I never saw that before. And, uh, yeah, I was like, you know, just really shocked that I've never noticed that before. I've never heard anybody discuss it before, but yeah, 
so Magic Missile and BX Essentials has a one turn duration. And uh, I guess like the discussion that was around that spell was like they were trying to figure out why it was one turn. And the way Joe kind of described it is exactly probably how I would have run it too. Well, and I am going to run it that way. Is basically, if Joe wants to cast a spell, he'll kind of have like this little buddy next to him for, you know, 10 rounds, one turn. But if that, say that turn expires and there's no monsters to hit with it, then he then the spell's gone. It, you, but it's it's also expended though too. It's not like it you, you get to do it again. So, but I thought that was kind of a cool revelation. Never saw that before. Because uh, I when I do my campaigns like this, I like to have the players involved as much as possible. Because I I build my campaign around you know the my players. I in a weird way I almost custom make it. It yeah. I do, but I don't. I mean, I, I do a, a lot to kind of see what the player concepts are, and then I take, then I fit it in my world, and then kind of shape it around and try to, you know, do what they want to do within my world and make it work and may, have it make sense. None of the, you know, and a lot of times it's not that difficult. You know, we have some basic concepts. Sometimes people want to do some kind of special or just stuff that's out of the ordinary. And I've got no problem with that. Uh, like, if, for example, Matt's character wa wants to be, you know, the, the great imbiber. And I said, well, is there anything special about your guy that anybody would know or think? And he kind of came up with a backstory of that his grandfather was the was a great or was a grandmaster, brewmaster, whatever it is. Uh, and that he was one of the two people that he passed down the recipe to. And so people are very protective of him because he has that knowledge. And I thought that was fucking fantastic. And, you know, that takes nothing to fit into a campaign. That just enhances a campaign. Uh, and, and I just thought that was awesome. And the cool thing about Matt being a halfling, I already have a halfling character in my other game. So I can borrow a ton of the stuff that I've already written up for him and then apply it to Matt's stuff, but I still will custom make it for him nonetheless. And, you know, uh, hand him, because I kind of do this weird little zine guide for each person that I, I, I play with and that. And sometimes I have more finished and polished ones and some are a little less polished. Like when Jason, um, when Hobbs started playing, he's playing this elf character and he and I were kind of fleshing out like the elven part of it and and I hadn't had that done before, but now I've got a good base of what it's what it is and I would have to do some more development on it because I don't have it developed to the point. I'm not talking about a fully fleshed stuff, but have some just basic guides for you know, the culture, you know, gods, environments, uh, philosophy, religion, I guess I already said that, but maybe some customs and then like st different things that they're good at. And the other thing is, is like the soloist majors, you know, there's, cause they have to watch out too, because the, they're not protected by the guilds and the guilds are pretty powerful force in my campaign. So say, a guild, a, uh, a mage from the Guild of Arcane Lore does a, I don't know, does something bad. 
Well, he's got the protection of the guild behind him, so he'll, you know, have that power behind him. Where a soulless ranger is not going to. Uh, he'll he'll have to handle it on his own. And then the other thing is, is if you're within the guild, it's kind of like guild law. You can't attack another guild member. You got to help him out. But uh, if it's a soulless mage, there's nothing protecting him. So the guild, there are guilds and uh, what, what they call mage gangs, and they will go out and hunt down soulless mages to just basically either have them press ganged into a guild or just kill them, depending on the situation. So that's what we're doing. So today I'm writing up guides for little halfling clerics and and then uh, a continuation of my soloist mage uh, guide. And uh, I'm going to have fun with it. I'm looking forward to sitting down, doing some work. I got a cappuccino here that I'm ready to imbibe myself and uh, get on with my work and uh, get ready for that campaign i'm kind of excited so right now guys you know and i've never done this before strangely enough but i'm running two games in the same campaign world and um i'm looking forward to it so all right i guess i gotta go get to work time for me to go guys thank you for listening um please check out my patreon and micro adventures uh, just for 250 you'll get my laminated stuff, but if you want the whole kibit and caboodle, it's a fiver for the, the month and any, or if you just like, like my work, throw in a buck. Those bucks do add up and they do make a big difference. I'm trying to reach a hundred. So that's why I'm pimping my thing out there, my, my Patreon and please join me. It's a lot of fun. So, all right guys, take care, roll better than me and we'll talk soon.